Thanks for tuning in to the That's Neat podcast. Here, you'll find an authentic community of women who are ready to share their mom hacks and fails. We hope you get inspired, encouraged, and that you laugh so hard you might pee your pants. We're so glad you're here. This is going to be so much fun. back from outer space from outer space from our extremely awesome interviews with dr cassie dewitt yeah and yeah. also while we were there we got freeze-dried candy in outer space <laughs> just kidding oh my gosh have you seen the news about this like black hole that they found and then they saw something come out of the black hole and part of me was you know, I guess thankful that things come out of the black hole because I was under the impression that you go to a black hole to into nothingness, but then they're talking about how big it is and then it's just very uncomfortable. It's very. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. That would explain why I had so many black hole comments from my second grader <laughs> and like so many facts and questions. And then finally I was just like, Mm-hmm. Listen, I think black holes might be kind of like God, where we know a little, but there's a lot more we don't know. Mm-hmm. There's and some then, ideas about it. I'm it's not sure. It's the size of Saturn, the black hole. Is it though? Because if it just like sucks everything up, there's a picture. How do of- we know how deep the hole is? Well, I think they're just saying like the width of you know the circ- the circumferences. I don't. I don't think they can. Mm-hmm. I think they don't know. They have powerful telescopes to know. Telescope doesn't tell you anything. Okay, so speaking of telescopes, they also had a telescope thirteen. I don't know, trillion miles away that sent signal back to Earth. They 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 pushed the button and they said activate, and then the telescope was like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" And it was really far away. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I know. I was like, how does that even work? I mean, there's also that recording that they play like out into space of like, hello, we're Earth. Would you like to be friends with us? Do you know our language just off the top of your head? Thanks. Stupid because the Earthlings can't even get along with each other. But let's invite a bunch of non-Earthlings and I'm sure we'll all get along great. For sure. Definitely do that. I don't know. It's just but all uncomfortable. It seems Fine. like a lot of money gone. It just really is disheartening that that's what my social feed is because don't people just know I don't want to talk about space? I mean, come on. I, well... Space is disconcerting, but also I sent you a reel of a chef a while ago. I don't know if you saw it or not. It was like a yacht chef. Okay. And she was saying a lot of people think the vastness of the ocean is terrifying. But when it's really terrifying is when you can't tell where the ocean ends and the sky begins. Oh. And then I was just like. That's deep. I can't. 
I can't. And then she showed like just a picture <laughs> off the boat and you couldn't tell where the water ended and the sky began. Oh. I was like, shoot, maybe the earth is flat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would explain why the ocean is like, you know, sloshing around extra. <laughs> sloshing around. Well, like things are melting and shifting. All oh, right. Yeah, because it's Perfect. flat and the flat got, you know, tilted. Tilted. <laughs> it just <laughs> tilts. A little bit. I don't know. Oh, good times. Just, you know, yeah. just typical, just assumptions based on the science that we know, because we're super smart, sciencey people. <laughs> I know some science. It was really terrible for me when I was growing up in physics because they would say things like, let's pretend there's no gravity and then do this math equation or whatever. And I'm just like, but there is gravity and this is dumb because we're just living in some sort of hypothetical situation. Did I ever tell I've, I've noticed that movies are getting dumber. Right. Like the kids were watching, I don't know, some action movie and there was a big thing of hydrogen something or another. And somebody was like, I didn't is that flammable? <laughs> and I was just like, okay. First Have of all, seen Looney Tunes? Yeah. Flammable. Anything is flammable. That's why they make bombs out of it. <laughs> and if you don't, if you can't pass like basic chemistry, then I don't think you should be allowed to have guns. And I'm a proponent of guns. <laughs> but that's how I feel. If you know shooting the hydrogen is going to cause an explosion, right? You shouldn't be out to get a permit. So I saw. Uh, speaking of Looney Tunes, I saw a picture of a taxidermied coyote strapped to a red missile, <laughs> and then he was like leaning back to try to light the wick, but it was all taxidermy. So it was a. <laughs> Like, a real like, taxidermy yeah, it was it was like a staged like they made the coyote and then they and it was laying flat on the thing and then it was like reaching back with his hand with a that's very clever you know i enjoy that um do, people do that still taxidermy they still buy that huh? so interestingly i just saw it, there's a young ladies group in the next town over they're not girl scouts i don't know what they are but their project was taxidermying these birds. Really? And then their parents didn't want them in the house. They were taxidermied birds. I would. It was, it was the whole thing. die than be in a girl's troop that had to taxidermy an ant. Like, what kind of life skill is that? I don't know. They probably do some other stuff. I know one of them also crochets those scrubbies for pots and pans. Yeah. Oh, my God. But um, I was just like. Listen, to be fair in the Midwest, you can, if you do taxidermy well, you can make some money. You can make some money. So I'm just going to throw that out there. There's I fish did. and deer heads and bee bears and, uh, <laughs> and taxidermy uh, things. Spe special skills on your college resume. Did yeah, I notice nine. In Florida, are there a lot of taxidermy animal restaurants? No, I don't know. I don't go to restaurants, but no, I, I maybe fish. You go to restaurants. No, I go to things like Arby's and stuff. I don't oh. have taxidermy there. Maybe fish. I bet 
I bet they have more like swordfish and things of that. Nature. Oh yeah. You know, the bigger. So there I was, um, this is naive. There was, there's a bear. There's like bear problem. There's a problem of a bear in Orlando or something. And I oh. was just like, I don't even, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize there were black bears here. I mean, really? There's black well, bears. I think there's animals a lot of places now because people do the exotic pet thing. Maybe. Maybe. Sure. That's great. I don't know. know. IDK. Speaking of girls clubs, I actually wanted to talk to you about this. Do you remember the Red Hat Society? Oh, yeah. Is that still a thing, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? How old do you have to be? Because then they had like the purple hat where it was the younger women. And how old were the younger women? Are we old enough? to be in the purple hat society because i kind of want to do it i'm pretty sure we have the personality to sneak in even if it's we don't hit the requirement I mean, is it 50 when it when is when when i feel like it's gotta be i don't know i hadn't really considered joining that club i'm more of an informal club person no but you get to wear hats and then you get to go out to dinner and stuff that's true why why would that fade away? And when I when I used to serve at the Olive Garden, there was they would come in. And they they would wear their hats. And then some of them had purple hats and then some of them had red hats. Just been a minute since you served at the Olive Garden. Oh. That was a great server. Is it an official like you have to pay dues and all that? I don't know. Why don't why don't they why don't we know this information? Are women not starved for community anymore that they don't have to have an excuse to go out? Probably because you were busy researching black holes. That's true. Oh, you have to be 50 and up to be in the purple hats. Okay. When does the red hat start? I mean, how old do you have to be to be red hat? Do you think the villages has a huge purple hat community there? I don't know. There should be a lot of them where you are. Have we talked about the villages on this podcast? I don't know, but interestingly, people go there. Like they it do. comes up and you see it on TV shows also. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I know where that is now. I've been there. I've seen a little it. Weird. Okay, everyone. You know, I my mother-in-law a couple years ago moved to Florida into this town called the Villages. And it's actually the name of the town, too. Yeah. So it's weird because most <laughs> that's this is like really got me because the town is named the villages. It's not yeah. villages. Uh, it's the villages. So on your postal mail, it says the villages, comma, Florida. That is your yeah. that Super is weird. Yeah. So it's a 55 plus community. And these are popping up all over. There's a couple different ones. So this guy and his family owned, I don't know, like a trailer park or RV park or something like that. And they bought this land in the middle of Florida. They they put some tiny, you know, those like mobile type homes. They call them park models here. It's, oh, a, yeah. classy, it's a classy, the classy way of essentially saying a mobile home. So yep. they have these park models and then people just started coming because they were like, it's nice out. It's good in Florida. And, you know, and so then he was just like, oh, man, all these people want to be here. So then he just started building all of these houses and took 
bought all this land. It's kind of like Disney. It's just the middle of Florida. There's nothing there. There's swamps. There's like a lot of mush. There's some trees. And so they just leveled the whole thing, filled in all the dirt, you know, or the the swampy stuff and then they just built houses and they said 55 plus and now i mean janelle it's i think a hundred a hundred eighty thousand people is a population it's the second gosh it's one of the largest cities in florida um they have i can't even remember what she said 60 or 70 public pools just in the villages that people can go to it's 55 plus it's and it's it's an its own city. It's its own voting district because there's that many people in it. So if you're in there, are you in everywhere or is it like sectored? No, you're in everywhere. But essentially, what it is is that each neighborhood off of the main roads they all have a different name. So you might live in the village of Marigold or the village of Buttercup or like whatever their their names are. Eastbourne and then so each village has a name so then um there's these main roads and then it's just basically a series of cul-de-sacs so then it's just one road off of the main road with like a big sign that says village of blah 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 and then it's a neighborhood but each neighborhood has roads that lead to other roads that are all just cul-de-sacs because then they all just live on I don't and um and all the houses look the same yeah, pretty much. And they have um these, they have like name panels for, for your, like a street sign, only it's for your, your house. And then you can put oh. it on there like the Larsons or Stephen, Sarah, Preston or whatever they're, whatever they want. And then, yeah, they have it on there. But it's, um so the other thing is, is that it's a golf court cart community. And so there's a lot of that around here in Florida. If there's a golf course in your subdivision then usually you can drive golf carts around your neighborhood streets but the villages takes it to the next level i mean they have actual roads for their golf carts next to the main roads and you can get everywhere in your golf cart so if you go downtown to the square the town squares there's three of them they have music 365 days a year outdoor music with dancing they have tiki bars at these things and then there's a big public square. But anyway, it's just like hundreds and hundreds of golf carts lined up. And at first I was skeptical because it is kind of weird to be there and everything is well manicured and perfect. But I also think it's kind of like a college party. Okay, let's talk months. about this. How many people get murdered in I don't know. villages every I don't know. year? But I did find out that... Um, the ambulances due to a city ordinance don't they're not allowed to have sirens because there's so many people that are going to the hospital and dying there huh heart attacks they don't have any oh the other thing is they don't have any hot tubs there and i think it's because you can have a hot tub at your house they have any hot tubs at the pools but i think it's because they don't want to be liable for all the heart people problems that people have like legit I'm pretty sure that's why they don't, because they can't say, like, don't come in the hot tub. Smart. I thought they sell a lot of those little blue pills at the pharmacy. I was thinking the same. I'm sure they do. They actually have a bar that's kind of the hookup club bar, you know, (gasps) like every college town has one. So is there an app 
specific to oh, yeah. the uh -huh. huh. okay i don't know if you have to have an address or how it works to get on the app but anyway it's huh. just crazy so i don't know why we we're talking about the villages but that's that's a whole thing it's a whole world it's a whole it's a, i guess so everyone can know about hopes and dreams for the future oh yeah 55 plus as they right. approach 55 so so I was saying there's a lot of 50, well, it's obviously you have to be 55 plus to live there. So there's got to be a lot of red hat ladies and purple hatters there. Yeah. Maybe they don't even need the red and purple hat club because it's just their entire city is just the club. <laughs> just weird. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, that's, I was just, I was just thinking that I, I would be all in if um, I bet the garages are real tidy. <laughs> like there's no baseballs laying around or like sidewalk chalk. Okay, so this is crazy. To grow just, into. We, we were there recently and they don't have garbage cans for your curb. You just put your garbage out on the side of the road. So you just you can have a can in your garage if you want. Or people just like set it down in their garage and then on the garbage day, they just bring the actual bags. So there's no garbage cans on the side of the road. They come and pick up the garbage just in a pile. How's that work? I don't know. Yeah. So, but I think they like don't really have a lot of garbage. I know this sounds really weird because I do a garbage bag a day at my house, but um, yeah, I think they just don't really have a ton. And so she, my, my mother-in-law just has a small little can that she has, and then she'll maybe have two bags for the week at the most. Huh. Yeah. Well, that explains the bear problem. <laughs> like the trash is just sitting out for grabbing. No, they actually have alligators there, though, because they have a ton of um, water-retaining pond thingamajiggers. Huh. All so do the alligators eat garbage? I don't know. Do alligators eat garbage? They've had, I don't know. I don't know. The like, last book I read about an amphibian, wait, reptile was Lyle, Lyle, crocodile. I'm not sure. They didn't talk about that? No. What is your favorite child book? Do you have a favorite one that you read? Uh, we have a lot of old Disney ones hmm. that are like fable -y. Like Pinocchio or something? No, like um, there's a version of Jack and the Beanstalk or... Mickey and the Magic Cloak, like there was a whole oh. series of really old ones that you don't see very often. Um, and all of our kids have loved them. They're like favorites or like Button Soup is one of them. Our kindergartner is obsessed and wants to make Button Soup, Interesting. which is not unlike Stone Soup. Yeah. So they're kind of kind of different. So that's fun. And then I have a series by an author from Minnesota that's old. That's like a I think it's Billy Bear, Bobby Bear. I don't know. Then it's like cool. Like this is how bees make honey and some other fun stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, garage sale books? Do you look through the books at the garage sales or not? I used to. Now we just like have so many books Yeah. yeah. that we just, I don't even let the kids do book fair anymore, which is, <laughs> they don't even care because they're yeah. just like, we have so many good books. Yep. Give Once them, in a like, while, there will be one that comes out that they are interested in, but mm -hmm. yeah. I love books. I love new books. I love the feel of books. I just want to uh -huh. like, fresh books. 
So I'm yeah, a- we have a book problem. Yeah, I have a book so <laughs> after our last clean out, I had a huge laundry basket full. And then once a week on piano lesson day, I fill up the free library in town. Oh, do you really? Well, because they got to go somewhere and I'm not just going to pitch them because I know other moms love books and kids wreck them. And that's smart. Yeah, I, I um, I, I value a book that you can just tell that the author put a lot of time and effort in books that rhyme, but also tell an amazing story usually blow my mind where you're just like, how did you do this? How did you do this for this many pages and make it all just work? And then it's also amazing story. So I have, um, one of the books I really like, and I can't remember the author is called if I had a car and he talks, it's like a boy who's driving with his dad. And he said, if I built, if I built a car, that's what it was. If I built a car and then he goes and imagines this crazy car that um, smells good and can fly and all these things. And so, and the whole thing just rhymes and then you can, and then um, it's just like the imagination of the kid. And it's really, it's really cool. And um, the Gruffalo, you probably have that one. Oh yeah. That's a popular favorite around here. It's a really, it's a very witty book. So I I like books that are uh, witty and make you think, but I also like um, uh, there's, there's the ones called the good egg. You know, oh, yeah. I, I just think like when they have a fun premise like that, where it's just like, this is a saying that, or the yep. bad, the bad egg. Smart know? cookie is out now. Yeah. Smart cookie. I just, I like that a lot. So yeah. I think those people, and actually Sandra, Sandra Boynton, if you all have young children, she's still just, I love her books. I, I kept yeah, all of them. We moved. That was like when we were moving and I had to get rid of a lot of stuff and I was like, what am I going to provide for my grandbabies? You know what I mean? Cause in my head, I'm like, my kids don't need these books anymore. I don't have any toddlers. I don't have preschoolers. And what, so, am, what am I going to keep? My niece's baby shower. She got, um, I'll love you forever. Okay. That book is weird to me mm-hmm. with the grown woman crawling in the bedroom window and rocking an adult son. So there were multiple copies of that one gifted and then um was it very hungry caterpillar or something? Oh my gosh, I saw the cutest thing for hung okay. We're not Pinterest moms, okay? I've never done this, but it was adorable that the lady took a Pringles can, wrapped it in green <laughs> paper put the cap back on and like cut out a slit. I don't know. She must have, maybe she made a face on like another piece of paper and put it on the lid. And then she um, printed pictures of all of the things and she didn't laminate it. She just used packaging tape and she just taped over the picture on the front and back, cut it out. And then it had, you know, two strawberries and three ice cream cones and whatever it was. And then her little kid could then take the caterpillar and then it would take the picture and then it would put it in the little slit for the mouth and then would feed it all the things. It was super cute. Uh, sounds like an early childhood educator. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there should be a hashtag for Pringles. Can- it should be like hashtag Pringles can crafts. Cause that's yeah. my kind of craft. It's like, Oh, a Pringles can and some construction paper done. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. No, it's totally an early childhood educator, but I would have probably done it if I saw it when my kids were little. Yeah, I'm not. I'm at this point where I don't want anything with pieces. 
Yeah. Well, no pieces. It would have been like a good day of fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I'm over the pieces. It's fine. You're just like, hey, look, it's Coco Melon. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And she's like Um, Spanish now or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing uh, that we do that's not Coco Melon is just outside. Oh, yeah. So we're at that age outside, outside, outside. Let me throw my boots at your face so you get the message that I want to be outside. Outside, Um, outside. I'll bring you every shoe in the house Mm -hmm. outside. Yeah. So that's where we are. Oh, it's so cute, Janelle. Yeah, it's adorable getting hit in the face with a boot when you're trying to work from home. It's well, at funny. least it is at the back of your head because, you know, you're facing the other direction and then she smacks you. It is better than when I was getting pinched. Oh, <laughs> the pinching phase has ended. Now it's just like constant piling shoes and boots on me. <laughs> So like it was rainy last week and it was like cold, wet, rainy. And then we just couldn't be out because then you just fall in a puddle and then you have to come in and then that's dumb. That's terrible. So when it gets warmer, then she can just be gross in the puddle and that's fine. Right. You know, if she was had the hungry caterpillar to keep her busy, she probably wouldn't be throwing shoes at you. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Pringles crafts. It's got right. Well, okay. someone needed a Kleenex the other night and they were like, where are all of them? And I just have like this enormous pile of Kleenexes that have been removed from a box. Yeah. And they're like, what the heck is this? And I'm like, oh, you know, she just unfolded it and got it all ready for you. It's a, it's a, it's a like, Kleenex fine. Box. And then they walked away. Okay. So my seven-year-old recently started taking, I didn't realize that this was a thing more than once because I found one or two different times. And then she was made a third one. She's like, look what I made. So every time a roll of toilet paper would be gone, she would take it out of the to- the garbage or wherever. And then she would stuff it with toilet, like fresh toilet paper. And then she would take all of our scotch tape and tape up the entire thing, like some sort of toilet paper bomb or whatever. And then I found one. I was like, what the heck is this? And so I threw it away. And then a couple days later, I found another one. And then the next day, she comes out with another one. And I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, it's just my craft. My, just my craft. And I was like, first of all, this is all fresh toilet paper. Like, this is brand new stuff. You can't just take half of a roll of toilet paper to shove it into another toilet paper roll and also we don't have any more tape now because you use the whole freaking thing and that's what happens when you have a seven-year-old that thinks toilet paper is fun to play with all right so while we're talking about this you probably already paper crafts um did you know there's whole websites dedicated to paper crafting no what is if that's your jam like good for you i I don't have that sort of time right now like what would be considered a paper craft um there's a whole world out there that you don't even know is there Bryn. anyways (laughs) um here's something that i discovered that you probably already knew about because you homeschool and know all the things cool but um they're called hexaflexagons. Okay. Have you seen these? So they're like the paper, they're like the infinity cubes that turn themselves inside out on paper. Yeah, you can, fold, you can do folding. You fold them? Um, yeah, you have to like, they're patterned and then you have to like follow a number pattern to get the things to match to be the right color to match the pattern when they flip or whatever. 
Oh. Um, and then, or you, they don't have to. It's cooler if your patterns start to match up, though. So there's hexaflexagons and tetraflexagons, and then there's flat ones called, I think, just regular flexagons. So they're like into those right now. So that's been a big. Your kids are. Yeah. Do you have to have special kind of paper? Um, light cardstock is recommended, but we didn't have that. We just use regular printer paper. Um, I did and see then, some on Instagram. I wonder if that's what it is. You can like yeah. hold it within itself and mm -hmm. then it, mm -hmm. yeah. And it goes in or out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like a lot of work. Their whole thing. The kids are into it. So that's fun wow. and cheap. Yeah. You need a rainy day project. Just go print one of those. Well, when you I was get, young, there's a website that has free Pokemon ones. So then they color them and it's cool. And that's cool. Okay. I'm going to have to look it up. When I was a kid, we used to make those talky things all the time. I made them out of everything. Oh, like, yeah. That you would yep. you know, open the mouth or whatever. I would have to think really hard to fold one now, though, probably. Oh, I could do it in my sleep. Middle school, I think I made 30 a day. And then we put little things, sayings inside and mm -hmm. it'd be like, you're dumb. Or your hair is cute or whatever. We would try to. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we can make them and they can be like cute hat. <laughs> we can be like. Your earrings are not sagging as far on your ears as they have been in the past. Look at your ear holes. It's great. Okay. That's a thing. When you get older, your earring holes just sag. I'm not. That's a very small concern in my aging process. Very small. I remember being concerned about it when I was younger because I was like, that looks terrible. Oh, I don't know. I also think that the earrings in the 80s were just a lot heavier. And so I yes. think realized they're like, we don't, we don't want that. Yes. I've noticed some of the big ones are trending out and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Have you, oh, so, should I tell you about my, um, well, it could be a mom fail, but it also turned into a potential mom hack at the same time. <laughs> oh, tell me. Okay. So, um, two, it was two weeks ago because last week I had some sort of like blissful, amazing week. That was some sort of, I don't know, miracle where everybody just did what I asked all the time and everybody everything was clean and I don't even know I I tried not to jinx it and it was great and then Monday was just like a slap in the face because I was like this is our new normal we just have our yeah. life together <laughs> and everybody does what we are. okay so anyway the week before that which is why it could potentially be the mom hack so my kids okay we talk about homeschool and it's just so great and RV blah 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 but it's like my kids I mean they're terrible. They're just, they're terrible. They're sorry about that. They're, they're just like out of control. They don't have any respect for authority. They walk away when you're talking. It's just, it's been very bad lately. Okay. And there's been some stress from the move and, you know, things slowly just disintegrate when you have school aged children, if you don't watch it. So anyway, I was finally like, geez, guys, I don't know how else I'm ever possibly going to get you to do schoolwork. I've told you I'll go to jail. You've said you're going to visit me, which is not the response that I was expecting. <laughs> like, whatever. So, 
So basically I looked him straight in the eye and I said, I don't have anything left. I've talked to you. I've reasoned with you. I've shown you studies. Like we've discussed what needs to happen based on, you know, whatever. And I was like, the only thing that I have left in my wheelhouse is to hit you with a wooden spoon. And they were like, what? And I said, that's what my mom did to me when I was a child, when I was misbehaving. And my kids were just, they were shocked. And they actually said, grandma is a monster. <laughs> so they, Sorry, now, Julie. they now think my mom is like a terrorist, terrible. Like they couldn't, they couldn't even imagine a scenario where a child would get hit in the butt spanked with a wooden spoon and then i proceeded to tell them about how also by the way people in my generation got their mouths washed out with soap when they were being sassy mouths or when they said a curse word or whatever and i was like have you ever had a bar of soap in your mouth and they were like what no terrible it was like, you know what's actually worse is liquid soap. Liquid hand yep. soap is worse than a bar of soap, by the way. And I that's information that I know. So anyway, my kids were walking around, first of all, feeling very sorry for me because that, that was that was my life. Your mother beat you as yeah. a child. And I was like, she didn't beat you. I mean, it, I'm just saying it was a possibility. And then I started talking to some other girlfriends and they're like, oh yeah, my mom used to travel with the wooden spoon because that was like, I don't know if it was like, they didn't have Twitter or Facebook back then. Like, I don't know how word spread that wooden spoons were like the method of choice for moms in the eighties and nineties. But anyway, so I basically said, here's the deal. You need to do your schoolwork and you need to do your chores and I'm giving you the whole day. But by the end of the day, after dinner, if it's not done, you're getting spanked with a wooden spoon, not in anger, but just because I don't know how else to get you to do anything anymore. And so mm -hmm. my oldest daughter, who's the rule follower, was like, I'm absolutely not getting spanked with a wooden spoon. So she finished her stuff immediately. And then my other two kind of like dilly dallied like all day, their typical fashion. And the whole day, right. I'm just like the whole day, I'm just going, oh, it's going to be a tough night if you don't get that math done. You know what I'm saying? Wooden spoon. And then. Like my son, you know, I'll be like, I'll say to him, I just want to verify that you have decided that Pokemon cards are worth it to get, you know, you, you're choosing Pokemon over not getting smacked with a wooden spoon. Like, I just want to verify that's the choice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm going to do my stuff. I just like five minutes. Okay. And so then I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Five minutes. That's fine. But otherwise, you know, like it's your choice. And so then later in the, so then all throughout the day. So I don't know. If you're a teacher, you know how this feels because if you make a threat and you're like, no one's getting recess or whatever it is, like if you don't follow through with it, you're going to have 35 kids. They're going to walk over you for the rest of the school year. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like if you give a consequence, you have to be ready to serve mm -hmm. that consequence to the to class or the one jokester, you know, you had to lay down the law. So in my head all day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I'm going to have to spank my kid with a wooden spoon because I said I would. And if I don't, then they're going to know they're going to call my bluff. But I don't want to spank anybody with this wooden spoon. So then later in the afternoon, it's like four or five, like dinner is getting ready, whatever it is. I was like, I just want everybody to know that I do not want to spank anybody. If I spank anybody, it's because you chose it. I don't want this for you. I don't, I was like, I'll probably cry. I'll probably cry the whole time because I'll be so devastated. Anyway, 
thank goodness everybody managed to pull out all the stops. They were able to get all their stuff done in the last, you know, in the ninth hour. What's that saying? Is it the ninth hour? Yeah. So anyway, they didn't. And then. Which is dumb because it should be 23rd hour. It should be the 23rd. Like wrapping up the day. So anyway, so no one got spanked with a wooden spoon. So that was a win. Um, They also feel bad for me as a person because of my terrible, terrible, terrible childhood. So that's a win. And then I had one full amazing week of kids that were obedient because of my, my threat. So. I don't know. Is it a mom hack or is it a mom fail that I had to, <laughs> to threaten spanking my kids at the school? I mean, I have shown our kids the statute of what qualifies as child abuse <laughs> from the state of Minnesota. In case you're wondering, I have checked it recently, but it was there that whatever you did couldn't leave a mark for more than 24 hours. Oh. Anything outside that was fair game. <laughs> And that's, that's frightening in the wrongs. So we'll just say that. Okay. So there you have it. Now we know some of the laws around that. Yeah. So it turns out we were getting off easy with our occasional spank and soap in the mouth. It's true. It's true. I'm not, Hmm. I'm not opposed to the soap in the mouth still. I think that'll, you know, and they they just said, but you did what your mom wanted. And I was like, yeah, because I didn't want to get hit with a spoon, man. That hurts. Yeah. And I was like, one time I like put my hand back there to try to cover. You know what else really hurts? Getting smacked in the hand with a spoon. Huh? It's far worse. Yeah. Far, there's no fat on there. There's no, there's no um, extra cushion on your hand. Yeah. That's why the nuns went for hands. Oh yeah. With the rulers. Our poor parents. That's real, real that's, stuff. Yeah. That is real stuff. Whack. Like pay attention. Yikes. Yeah, yeah I, bet, I bet it didn't leave a mark. Violence is not the answer. Gentle the parenting answer. is the trend. It's true. But if you're going to make a threat, make it a good one. I was yeah. at the campground just sitting at a birthday. It was a birthday party of a friend. That, and, and I said, yeah, I got to hit my kids later with a spoon. If they don't get their stuff done, you know. And the other moms are like, ooh. I'm like, I got to. And they're like, you're going to do it? I was like, I had, I had to follow through. So the craziest threat I have made was to our second grader. I don't know if I've told this on here or not, but I said, um, I can't even remember what he was doing, but I was basically like, this stops now, or I'm going to make a gigantic pot of bean soup. And that's all you're eating for an entire week. You will take it to school for lunch and you will have it for snack and you will have it for breakfast and you will have it for dinner. And anyone who tries to give you anything will be stopped because all you're going to have is healthy, nutritious bean soup. Uh-huh. And he absolutely lost it. You're crazy. <laughs> you're actually crazy. You're like, crazy was, enough. you're like, yeah, crazy about beans. That was when I knew I had some, I had discovered his currency. No dessert for you. No treats. Nothing good. Uh, we know you you know this person but i we have a friend that told me that when her kids were this is legit you guys when her kids were complaining about food she said all god told me was that i had to give you food he didn't tell me that i had to give you good food or serve it to you she fed them plain white rice every single meal for a week 
Yeah, it was the same thing. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I think they only got to three days before they were begging, just begging her for something else. And they were like, we'll never complain about dinner again. She's just like, she's like, all I was told is that I have to give you food. And this is food. So it is. Bean soup. Gosh, there's just some motherhood gold. You are crazy. You are crazy. Like, and he said, actually crazy. (laughs) It's just fantastic. You are actually crazy. I will do it. Don't make me. Yeah. I love bean soup. It's fine. Pea soup. Pea soup. I mean, I don't want to eat it every day for a week. Same. True. For each meal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Tell me about dinner. What's for dinner? Good question. Okay, so I made, um, I don't even know what it's officially called. I think it's just the chicken gnocchi soup from Jeffrey Eisner's Instant Pot Cookbook and is okay. delicious. Okay, so I need to ask you, you have one of his cookbooks, right? Yep. I've talked about this before, that you have this Instant Pot Cookbook. I don't have any of them. He posts about all his recipes all the time. I think he has three cookbooks now. Yeah. And he's coming out with another one. And in my head, I just keep thinking... How many more recipes can there be for an Instant Pot? That's just hundreds and hundreds of recipes. Yeah. So part of me was really conflicted of like, do I even want a cookbook? Because most of the time when I look for an idea, I see it online. Right. But I did want to start using my Instant Pot more for meals and less for like, I'm making the rice or I'm doing the the beans. Mm -hmm. Like, it's great for all those things because we always do like pinto beans for taco night from scratch or black beans or um, chickpeas to make hummus or whatever. And that's all really quick then. So I love it for that. But I was trying to get more mealy uh-huh. so that I could do one pot if I want to when we're camping yeah, or super nice. whatever. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to buy one. And then I got it for Christmas. So it was good. So it basically, I think for me, it's like, I have to search it if I want it. And the recipe's out there. There's recipes out there. But I have to know what I want to search for. Is it chicken cacciatore? I don't know. And then I can go find 30 chicken. But I think the the benefit of the cookbook is is that the ideas are all there. And then. Well, and we did try some things we would not have tried. And they were good. Okay. So it just depends if you want to stay in your box or go outside your box. Okay. Because I was thinking, every time I see it, I think, A, does this guy own this group? Because man, he posts a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then the other really great thing about his stuff is he has a lot of adaptations. So you don't eat dairy, no problem. Do this, that, the other, or okay. I don't know, you keep kosher, leave that out. Okay. Etc. cetera. Et cetera. Et cetera. Et cetera. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, tonight... Oh, wait. And then I made um, no need bread to go with it. So it like sat on the counter and did its thing all day. And then it turned out really beautifully. No need bread. Yeah. So it's like you put your flour and your water and your yeast in the bowl. Mm -hmm. And it is like real shaggy. You just stir it up with a spoon and it sits there all day. And then you throw it in a Dutch oven and it comes out this beautiful artisan loaf that looks like you went to a fancy, I don't even know, bread Quintessa's 
stand really? in Florence, Italy and purchased it or something. Wow. Yeah. So can I confess to you that I've never cooked with yeast because I'm like scared of it. I think it's scary. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. It's pretty know. scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just powder that you add to water. I know, but I'm just afraid I'm going to do it wrong. You can't do it wrong. Okay, hypothetically, answer this question. Do you know what temperature to put my baby in a bath? Yes. Okay, that's what you put the yeast in. There you go. Okay. That's it. That temperature of water with your yeast and you'll be fine. Okay, thanks, mom. You're welcome. You could use a thermometer, but that feels silly. <laughs> no, I can't possibly. Yeah, so then it was like super impressive because it was like it was pretty soup because it had spinach and right very olive gardeny looking, and then the bread was that. very fancy. That's amazing. But it was easy, and it took like a couple of minutes in the morning, and that was it. Okay, well, yeah. and you made bread, so you're winning big time. I mean, I'm not gonna say I also made my bed today, but yeah, <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> Stop bragging. Jeez. Sorry. Um, we, well, we didn't have this for dinner tonight because we had Arby's because our power went out because there was a storm. Um, and, but yesterday, uh, I got some French loaves from someone that had too many. It was a thing. I don't know. And Walmart order error. Yeah, I think so. And so, um, we have this favorite thing that is, a, we call it a sandwich ring because from Pam, it's from Pampered Chef. But what you usually, what we usually do is we take those Pillsbury loaves, you know, the ones that are in the, the canister. Yep. And then you take two of them and then you spread them out into like a circle shape and then you do a little slice on the top so that when it, you know, cooks, it can spread out. Um, but anyway, what I usually do is I put a little olive oil and then I just put some seasoning on it. Like I'll put maybe some rosemary and thyme and garlic salt and onion powder, whatever. So I mix that in with the oil and then we, we um, whatever, baste it on top and then we cook the bread and then the bread is just like super delicious because it has this nice seasoning on it so anyway I took these french loaves and I kind of did the same thing just after the fact I just did a little oil and then I warmed it up but then we slice it and then we we basically make I basically just make submarine sandwiches so I do ham and turkey and salami and then we do this is like the only time on a sandwich we'll put lettuce and tomato because that's just too bougie I mean I like lettuce and tomato on all sandwiches but we don't always have that in the house for just like a typical Tuesday. And then um, my kids begged me to put like a submarine type sauce on or like an Italian dressing. Uh -huh. And so then we put that on there and then my kids think it is just a delicacy. Oh, cheese, some some, some type of cheese. I usually do provolone. So they think it's a delicacy. And then I, <laughs> I buy a box of that suddenly salad, like the suddenly pasta salad. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I, um, I've, so there are some things that I've made homemade that my kids are just like, that's disgusting. And one of them is pasta salad. They won't eat it. But if I make the ranch suddenly salad, or if I make yeah. that Italian one, I'll even put like my own pepperoni and olives and cherry tomatoes, like I'll doctor it up, but they just think it's yep. so good. So that's, that's our, that's one of the super so annoying when they like stuff like that I know. and also convenient. I know it is. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not upset about it. Cause we don't need pasta salad often, you know? So it's just, when we have it, we have it, but yeah. that and scalloped potatoes, my kids won't eat regular scalloped potatoes, but the 99 cent box stuff they think is just 
absolute best food in the world. No, thank you. Go ahead, kids. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we do the parties. I call them party subs when we do it on the full French bread loaf. And our kids think that's great, too. And it's so silly because it's just a big sandwich. (laughs) It's a different type of bread. (laughs) Call it a party sub. Once in a while, if I'm running at life, I'll get the little plastic swords. Oh, yeah. And then it is like a whole experience. Well, next time, warm it and then put a little seasoning on top. And then the bread just tastes so good asking a lot I know I know it is you actually have to clean your basting brush then too which is kind of a whole thing we have a dishwasher that's all right (laughs) nice compound butter if you really wanted to I don't (laughs) I only do that when I have to use up herbs from the garden that's not my regular smart Okay, so we just got off of that series with Dr. Cassie DeWitt. I want to reiterate that again, that people need to go listen to episode 29, 30, and 31 because it is so stinking good. We talked to her for three hours. We cut it down to two for you. You're welcome. And we learned so much. And she, I mean, just the other day, I actually messaged her and I said, here's my question. And she messaged me back, just private personal message, you know, because she just cares that much about women. So I really highly suggest you go check those out and follow her. Yeah, absolutely. And men too. Yep. Yep. Because they have pelvic floors and they can have problems too, which is something I didn't even realize. Yeah. So basically if you know anyone who's a man or a woman send them that direction. Yeah. Or it could be them. Yep. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. So do that. Join our Instagram page. That's neat.moms and join our Facebook group. And we, we need to, we need to get the the word spread out here. So I, we would just really appreciate you for sharing. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. true. It's true. So, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Again soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.